off the road again. Can't wait to get off the... Sorry, I had to kill a bug on my ceiling. Road again. Hello, and welcome back to the Rambling Drifter. I'm your host, Aiden Roth. This is episode two of Off the Road. Day three now of my cross-country expedition to California from PA. And what an expedition it has been. This episode's probably going to be a little bit longer because I've got some shit to talk about. <laughs> I I had such a successful first day that you heard of. You know, I ended up at Bark Camp and I felt very good about that. I woke up in the morning. I had some pleasant neighbors. I got a shower and then I left. I left about 1130 in the morning before noon ahead of schedule. I felt very, very good about it. I was out on the road. I drove for about two, three hours. I mean, I got out of Ohio. I went through uh, Indianapolis. I stopped. Uh, I stopped at a McDonald's to grab some grub and charge up my stuff. I headed out a little bit further. I was getting into St. Louis. St. Louis had said it was so many hundreds of miles away, and I was like, I got that. That's fine. And the whole time that I've been on this trip, before I even started it. I I had this I looked at the triptych that my grandmother got me and and it said that I'm going to pass through the Mark Twain National Forest and I was like that'd be a really beautiful sight to see. So this whole time I'm going, man, I'm I'm going to do that. So the moment that I'm able to hit Missouri, that's when I should start looking for this thing. And so I checked about halfway through the day yesterday, day 2, and um it was it was a couple hours from dark. Honestly, I should have just found a campground and uh and then stuck to that. And then instead, my dumbass uh decided, no, 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 no. How about I do something I've never done before and I just drive through the night and I go hundreds and hundreds of miles. It said it was about 296 miles from where I was uh, at the time that I checked it. And it'd probably be a couple hours till I got there. So I was like, you know what? I got the energy. I got the stamina. I'll just pound one of these Starbucks mochas and then we'll we'll have a go at it. And it was fun at first. Don't get me wrong. It was very, very, very fun. I was blasting music. I was listening to all the hits. I was driving 70 down 70. Things were going great. And then it started to get darker and I was closing in. But I just didn't... I'm such an idiot. So what happened was... I... I made it to Missouri at probably about... Or I don't know, probably close to midnight or something. Who who knows what time it was? All I know is... I made it to Missouri. I was getting close to Fulton where uh, Mark Twain National Forest is. And I was like, alright, let's do that. So I put in the GPS uh, Mark Twain National Forest. And it brought me off of the uh, Interstate 70 and into the backwoods of Missouri. Now, Missouri, if you've never been, it's fucking terrifying. At night, there's no street lights. It's all open country roads and farmlands and in indescribable, unmarked locations. And it basically, my GPS brought me through some backwoods. I mean, like, 
about a half hour from the the main road, about a half hour from <laughs> civilization, if you will. And and it brought me all the way back into this very dark, very creepy forest. And then it goes, you're here. And I was, it was like somewhat residential. Like you could look to the left or right and you'd see a mailbox. So, you know, if you drove up like a, a little bit, there'd be a house to your right or left. So I knew I wasn't right. I just, I, I guess in the darkness and in my delirium of being and driving for 12 hours straight, I was like, okay, well maybe... Maybe because it's dark, I'm seeing the silhouette of trees. So I must be in the forest. Things are, I was in the forest, all right, but it was not a good situation. I I basically was in. I I was so fed up and so frustrated that if I didn't do something quick, I was gonna blow my brains out. Now, in that moment of peril, I was a little frustrated. I called my grandmother, who's my best friend out of her sleep and I talked to her I got a cool head and then I realized that I can I was about a half hour away from a place called uh, Hanson Hills Campground which is in Fulton which was way closer and an actual campground because I just assumed that if it's a national forest then you should be able to camp there my assumption was completely wrong and don't i mean if you're ever going and you're like oh let's stop at this national forest at 4 a.m in the middle of the fucking night don't do it don't do it it's terrifying it's one of those things where you're driving down those back roads in missouri nothing's lit all the streets are so narrow and and if you stay on your side of the street there's like mailboxes basically protruding out into the street so if you really stay in your lane you're gonna hit everybody's mailboxes so i was just driving using the double yellow line as my point I, I centered my car on the double yellow line just hoping that nobody was going to barrel down the other it says go like 45 50 miles an hour back there who would do that what crazy crazy people would do that it's insane i i it was one of those things i even hit a little bank of fog and i was like there's gonna be a serial killer that pops out of these fucking woods and kills me at any moment so just i i got myself centered I got off the phone with my grandmother. I tried plugging in Hanson Hills into my GPS, and it says that I was out of the range of service because I was deep in the fucking forest. Now, I had to do some brave moves in my head and sort of backtrack best I could to get to where I thought I got on and off. And with a little bit of courage, I was able to get fur enough, fur, <laughs> fur, I'm in Missouri too long. I don't even know if that's how they speak. I'm fur enough into the woods in which eventually my GPS popped back on. But after I was already, I was like sitting outside of this lady's abode for like maybe five minutes with my flashers on. And by the time my GPS kicked back in, like her dog ran out and she looked like, like her porch light went on and she looked like she was like, hey, who are you? Guy in my, you know, driveway. And so I busted out of there as quick as I could. And I finally got back and then I made it to, I made it to uh, Hanson Hills. It was, it. I had to go 17 miles back in the direction that I came, but I finally came to this campground and it was about 3 30 in the morning and so if you don't know about campgrounds you have to stop and check in at the front office nobody was in the front office because it was 3 30 in the morning and there's a sign that says call this number for assistance so i call the number and some very very sweet southern drawl toting lady 
answered the phone and goes, hello? That wasn't a southern draw. But I I said, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I know it's so late, but I just need a place to stay for the night. You know, can you help me out? And they go, well, you know, don't worry about it. Just park somewhere and then we'll figure out all payment and whatever in the morning. And so I go, okay, wonderful. And so what I should have asked logically was, where should I park? But she sounded tired and I didn't want to bug her anymore. So I was like, no, 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 my man brain has this. And so I I start circling around the main building. And I mean, this place is packed. It's like the resort of campgrounds. There's a pool, there's a park, there's all these lakes, there's the beautiful fields, there's a volleyball court. You know, they have showers, they got this, they got, I mean, the playground, there's kids, there's dogs. It is like the Taj Mahal of campgrounds and I hit the jackpot, but I'm just driving in pitch black darkness at almost 4 a.m. just swerving in and out of these trees hoping that I don't hit anything. And I, I see this perfectly flat, perfectly good gravelly area. And I'm like, oh, that's where I can go. And then I saw a whole bunch of RVs and campers there. And I was like, well, maybe this is the RV camper section. I shouldn't be here. And so I moved a little bit further. And then I noticed some people were parking in the grass and so, and it was dark, so that was just my imagination. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go in the grass. And so I'm going on this very unlevel, unlevel playing field. There's a fly in the, there's a fly in my van. Get away! Get out of here! I'm sweaty. I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't gotten a bath in a, a long time. Uh, or a shower. Get out of here! Stupid. It's going to mess up the rest of the thing. Um, I'm just going to have to deal with it. But anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm going around. And, uh, and all of a sudden I see this field, I'm going in the field and then it's getting a little shaky, but I'm like, oh, this is fine. I'm next to the volleyball court. So I'm like, I probably shouldn't park in the recreational area. So I go a little bit further, a little bit further. And then, I mean, my car completely stops. I hit the only little tiny ravine, little tiny ditch in the entire fucking field And I couldn't, I mean, my tires were blaring. I was going in reverse and forward. I tried getting out. I mean, I don't know why my pea brain thought that my 150 pound body with my, my muscles that are only capable of carrying the 150 pounds that I am would have been able to hulk this fucking behemoth of a van out of a ravine. But I was like, no, 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 I got it. So I'm unsuccessfully pushing my hands onto the onto the dead bug infested hood of my car as hard as I could. And nothing's happening. And I mean, even the car's on a slant. And I was just so defeated. And it was 4am that I was like, I there's no way I'm not going to bug this lady who's sleeping and all these other peaceful people around me to take me out of this ravine right now. I'm just going to have to deal with it. So I didn't contact anybody. I didn't let anybody know. I called my grandma again and, and frustratingly just like yelled up at myself to her. And, um, <laughs> and then... And then I, I, then I gave up. I didn't eat. I didn't eat any dinner. I was just so exhausted that I, I slept. But I slept on a slant. Like you have to imagine, you have to imagine if like you know any hill that you would roll down as a kid and collect grass stains on. Like I slept on that, but like on an air mattress. So it was like I couldn't even like form myself to the slant. It was just a bubble that I was trying to not fall off of all night. 
So that happened, and then I woke up hours later, and it was finally daylight. But, I mean, this this van is like a pressure cooker if you're not in the right spot. And so I just, I just was heating up. Thank God I got some more ice in the cooler. I got more ice in the cooler last night at the last gas station I went to before I... I fucking put my thing in a ditch. Um, and so I woke up and I, I was just, I felt defeated. I did my morning rituals and my breathing exercises and my, my mantras and all that kind of stuff. I meditated, you know, that centered me enough. It woke me up a bit to face whatever this day was. And then I had an idea. I was like, let me go. Maybe I'm I'm in Missouri. Everybody's, you know, Southern and nice and probably, you know, I'm looking around and I'm seeing Harley Davidson stuff everywhere. So I'm like, oh, these are beefcakes. These guys, you know, I could probably find three strapping dudes to have some Missouri pride and just hulk me out of out of this ditch. And then I just thought about it and I was like, well, you know, the last thing I'd want is to have somebody like rip off my fucking fender or you know whatever i should have said bumper i don't know who i am um and so and so i called triple a and i said hey triple a here's the situation I, I i probably told them more of a story than i needed to and um uh and then they were gonna send somebody out but then by the time somebody was on their way i contacted uh, the lovely woman, her name's Mary, who runs this place. She's very, very sweet. If you ever come to Missouri and you need uh, a place to stay, go to Hanson Hills Campground. It is lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And I say to Mary, I go, hey, my name's Aiden. Here's the situation. They go, yeah, we know. <laughs> like, her husband, I guess, runs it with her. And so so she goes out to him and goes, hey, he called AAA. And then she's telling me, you know what, how about you cancel that? You cancel that and we'll just take you out with the tractor or whatever. Because they just didn't want another... The tow guy called me and he was like, well, how far away from gravel are you? And I go, I don't know, like half a football field? And he's like, well, I'll come out and I'll see if I can get you out. Because the last thing, like, there, there are things like two tons of a vehicle. So they don't want to get stuck trying to get me out. And so... And and the people at the campgrounds didn't want them like getting tire tracks all in their field more so than I already did and whatnot. So it was just this it was just this endless concoction of bullshit that I created. And so eventually I called back AAA, I canceled that thing. And the very, very fine, wonderful people of this Missouri campground uh took a giant ass tractor and hitched it to the back of uh my van and I put it in neutral, they pulled me out. And then when we when we did a little, we got me out a little bit. My back tires were so caked in mud that I couldn't I couldn't like physically drive forward even on level ground. So they had to then take the winch off the back and put it on the front and then take me out. But I'm finally I'm glad to say that the situation is taken care of. I am I am life experienced out at this point. I mean I don't know. There's there's only so much that a person can go through. And that's the thing. I it's not even that I went through it. It's like I put myself through this. Like I was dumb enough to not check in advance to see if there was camping at the forest. I was like, "Oh, it's just trees and so obviously somebody's going to be there." No. I mean, if you, if you if you want to heed my warning at all, just be prepared. I'd say it's fun it's it was cool to drive at night. 
It's very cool to drive at night because you have all the lights of everybody around you. Oncoming traffic on the highway is a little bit of a bitch because everybody's got their high beams on. So, I mean, you're you're kind of just like blindly hoping for the best. But when those when those aren't blaring in your face and you're just going forward 70 down a straight track, I mean, it is liberating. It is very beautiful. It is very awesome. And, and it's easier to navigate. There's less traffic, less people go. So I, I felt like I could cover more ground faster. So that was a plus. That was a benefit. But I also pushed myself for well over 13 hours sitting in a neutral position. I already have back problems and I had arthritis as a kid. I don't know if I have it anymore. I have spinal issues and I just sat in a chair hunched over with behind a steering wheel for, for how many hours and, and said it was okay. But I'm here at the Hanson Hills and everything's going to be fine. I, I realized that I got halfway into this country in two days time and I still have about 10 days before I need to be in LA. So I decided uh, that I'm just going to stay here for two days. I went through, I put myself through so much. I'm just going to stay here. I wanted a nice scenic place so I could like paint and relax and just enjoy my time before I go back out to LA. And, you know, I have my 25th birthday. And then after that, it's more work of getting all my belongings and then bringing it back and yada, yada, yada. So. I guess the moral of the story is just don't push yourself over your limits because you will literally drive yourself mad and make sure that your cooler has ice in it and make sure that your things are sufficiently charged and your speakers don't go out every two hours and and then you're listening to the empty hollow cabin of your van going 70 down a dark highway. That's, That's a little intimidating. But, um... But yeah, I hopefully hopefully the next time I talk to you guys, I will uh I'll be in a better uh position uh not only emotionally, but mentally and physically and it'll be a cheerier, chipperier uh, uh episode. But I I think that I just felt the importance of talking about all of my issues today because you know when you plan a huge trip expedition thing like this you know that things could go wrong and within the time frame of a single day like literally everything everything went wrong so I thought I was perfect and I still fucked up really bad and so don't down yourself if you fuck up really bad it's a natural human experience and if you keep on hearing like like smacking it's because this fucking fly is going on my sweaty skin. Don't clean yourself on my coat. You know how flies do that thing where they're like like a little tiny chef. Like they'll sit on a thing and, and they'll like, you know how like the people at Hibachi Grill will like, you know, shear those knives together really quick like a trick, like with their with their hands. Like that's what flies do. They'll sit on a perch somewhere. As in perch, I mean just like anywhere. <laughs> and then they'll move their hands really quick. Like like they think they're a grasshopper playing a tune on their legs, but in reality they're just like wiping their like, ooh, I'm a fly, I'm a master of deception. I don't know where I'm going with this bit. I'm hot, I'm exhausted, I'm going to relax for two days. But I love you guys. That's the end of this episode. If you want to follow us on social media, us is in the Drifter community. It's at Rambling Drifter Podcast uh, on Instagram. Uh, thank you guys so much. Calling all drifters, calling all drifters. I'll see you later.